Hey creepers! Welcome back to Unexplained Oregon. Hi Kim. Hello Christine. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm excited for this week. Um, first I want to send a special shout out to a listener, Lainey, who has been emailing us some really great story ideas. Um, Thank you, Lainey. Keep them coming. She actually inspired our talk this week, she right? She definitely inspired us. This week we are not talking about cookies and Christmas <laughs> no. decorations. We're going to talk about crop circles and cow mutilations. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lainey. Actually, I'm excited. Uh, we've been laughing all week because we send these little videos back and forth to each other and no we're not talking christmas crafts in these videos we, they just start off with like cattle mutilation talk i'm like if cattle anyone... mutilations kim let's do it I know. <laughs> if anyone got a hold of these like marco polo videos we have back and forth to each other they think we were twisted but uh no we're not twisted uh, we just find this fascinating, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so this week's topic is um, strange deaths um, happening to livestock in Western United States where animals have been mutilated and left with no evidence as to why and no suspects. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. And then I'm going to do a brief little talk on crop circles uh -huh. because the, uh, there's some actual crop circles that have been found in our state that are pretty fascinating. And the reason so, we wanted to, which I think is such a good idea, Kim, that we're linking these two subjects together because, you know, there's a big um, belief that that crop circles and the cow mutilations are somehow the work of like aliens right or ufos mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so that's why we thought it'd be really fun to do both in this episode this week yeah it is a it's definitely an interesting subject but also with both of these there is an aspect that it could be done by humans man made or man, man made yeah people with a lot of extra time on their hands and exactly. i don't know who they are but get yeah. a life. Get a life, for sure. Uh, but so we just want to start off, you know, before we get going by warning people, Christine is going to be talking about animals being harmed uh, in a very mm -hmm. grotesque way. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Uh, and so it is, it could be very disturbing to you after hearing about it. We just always want to say, take care of yourself mm -hmm. after listening to our creepy talk. And, um, and hopefully you are taking care of yourself, you're staying healthy, and yeah. we're just so glad you're back. Yeah, I was going to say just be mindful because Kim will be talking about grass that's been harmed. And so <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we want to be really mindful, please. It could be yes. disturbing if you care a yes. lot about your grass. This could be very disturbing this could be very if you care about wheat. Yes. <laughs> For well, sure. first, I want to make sure that we um, <laughs> we take care of business and plug our Instagram. That's right. Unexplained or. And then we also have our Gmail, which is unexplainedoregon at gmail.com. 
We have our Facebook page, so please message us if you have feedback, if you have ideas, we're super open to it. Of course, this week's topic is inspired by a listener and we love it. Um, there are things mm-hmm. we haven't thought of doing or maybe stories we, we had heard about the cow mutilations. And of course, we talked about Skinwalker Ranch in one of our very first episodes, Kim, where um, it was all about this, right? And and I yes. got, you and I both really got into that show. So I don't remember what episode we talked. It was one of our I early... think it was our maybe our COVID catch up, maybe okay. where we were telling people the disturbing crap we watch on tv during covid <laughs> early COVID. and you had yeah. plugged skinwalker ranch yeah. yeah so definitely um we have for sure talked about this as friends but didn't didn't even think about it until laney sent us this email so thank you so much yeah. and and keep them coming before we get going though we want to do a little housekeeping and talk about our uh subject from last week which was Fauna Fry. Right. And uh, Christine has a little bit more information on that case for us that I find really interesting. So what do you have for us on that? Yeah, so I just kind of went back, um, you know, throughout the week. I try to find more information, look at the Facebook page, um, see if there are photos and things that I can continue to add to our Instagram. Uh, And... So a couple of things, there was a a Rick Dancer uh, video that he posted. We've talked about him before. He's like a local Mm -hmm. journalist. I think he's out Mm -hmm. of Eugene, right? Yes, yeah, he is. Um, Anyway, he had actually interviewed Fauna's dad, John, and then her friend, and they, this was pretty early on uh, when Fauna went missing. I think it was maybe 40 days into it. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of jotted down a few notes because I felt like that interview gave us more information and I thought I would just share it. Um, First off, we we mentioned that Fauna had left, you know, she disappeared back kind of at the end of June, early July, um, depending on, you know, who who you kind of talk to or, or what you read. And that video actually gives a lot more detail from her father's perspective. So it was kind of cool to be able to um, to listen to more details as to what happened. Um, he did say that the last night that he talked to her, she seemed pretty distraught and was talking about angels, which worried mm. him. Um, she didn't have a cell phone or a laptop with her. Uh, she was... Her plan, Kim, was to distribute, like, they called it, Rick Answer called it inheritance, and I don't really know. It almost sounded like there was money involved, like, she specifically had, I thought it was belongings of her brothers, but it was, Mm -hmm. it sounded like it was um, maybe some money also, but not anything that was, like, cash. It would have been in the form of, like, something that wasn't, like, um, I think could have been, like, a reason why someone would target her. However, she had withdrawn cash. They have video of her at a bank um, teller, bank ATM withdrawing cash. The last, some of the last photos they have of her is withdrawing money. Um, Hmm. And so I actually have a photo of that I should post on our Instagram. 
Uh, Also, I thought this was really interesting, too, that she was not known to do any substances. She she would have beer, right? We know that. She bought that Foster's Mm -hmm. beer, but I don't really, you Hmm. know, I don't think Foster's has, like, you know, 9% alcohol, 11% alcohol per Foster's. I think it's a pretty... Um, low yeah and I don't know I'd have to look that up but I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. even had a Foster's it's not like I mean I think we did in high school <laughs> yeah I can picture the can but I can't even I don't maybe maybe high school it was one could, step up couldn't from get anything bush. Else. exactly um but anyway she wasn't a big drinker she wasn't doing any substances her family was very clear about that I thought that you know, that was good information because, of course, my mind went to that. And I think everybody's mm-hmm. does. Like, was she using something? Was she interacting with people that were using? Um, and I wanted to mention, too, that they did early on about a month in, I think, have a sighting of her. Somebody s- saw her or thought they saw her near Holden Creek. Um, and what was really interesting, and, and Fauna's dad, John, was talking about how um, this was particularly interesting because this person that saw Fauna knew that she was in crop pants. And okay, capri pants, capris, thank like you. shorter pants. Okay. And nobody else knew that. And so oh. I think John was like really hooked into the idea that this was probably Fauna. And this person said that that they saw this woman that looked like Fauna and she had a dog with her. So they kind of describe her, and but this woman had a dog. And so John on Rick Dancer kind of talks about how Fauna loved dogs. She had lost her dog and that maybe mm. it was, they could see how Fauna might end up with a dog. But they even were talking about like, how would she have had enough money to buy food and to take care of the dog? And they have, they at that point had literally been thinking about all of her steps and how she could have be paying for things without getting more money out, without using a credit card. Hmm. And now it's already been five months. So a lot, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more. But on their Facebook, there's a ton of photos of where they've searched. Um, and it was it was really good to go and do a little bit more looking into this. I also want to say there was like, I don't know if I said this last week, there was a YouTube video of a woman who's actually tracked her route also. So, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of like information, more information out there than what we covered, but I just wanted to add in there. We also, <laughs> I also found out that it's the We Ask You In. And okay, yeah, we messed up on a couple of <laughs> names here. And I it's, so it's... appreciate, like, I listened to her dad call in the video. He said she was going to the We Ask You In, and I'm like, well, of course it's the We Ask You In. Like, I knew that a couple <laughs> years ago when I went there that that's what it was called. I don't but remember what when we it. you and I are talking, I'm like, it's the We Ask You the whiskey yeah. in like the I, all of a sudden I have to make it like super fancy or not make it make any sense and I look at it and I'm like no it pretty much looks like we ask you makes a lot of sense That's so funny and then we had a listener who emailed and said that um her car I believe was found outside of Galice 
Galice. Okay. So I said Gallus. And then I think you and I were both like, is it Gallus? Is it, yeah. Thank you, listener, for for keeping us in check. (laughs) And her name is Fauna Fry. Her name is. Her name is actually Fauna Frey, correct? I think we said Frey just because it's spelled that way. Right, so. and again, her dad mentions it, mentions that in the video and um, and says, I think a lot of people say Frey, but he was just said his family okay, always okay. pronounced it Frey. So it is, that's how it's pronounced as Frey. So we okay. wanted to go back and just kind of touch base on this. Um, I... I think, you know, we're going to continue to monitor this case, just like we, For sure. we continue to follow, you know, any additional information on these missing people that we, we talk about, because it's, mm-hmm. it's left so open. Um, of course, I'm always thinking about Leona. Um, I know. Yeah. Me too. So, but I, th- I, want, I think I it's good that we do. We give her some energy. I, I definitely think about her daughter. I know. For sure. Uh yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for giving us a little bit more information there. Yeah. If anybody uh, knows anything else or is monitoring this or tracking it or, um, you know, let us know if you know more information. If we didn't pronounce something correctly, it's okay. We, we're open to that, too. <laughs> we love it. Please keep us in check. I th- also think before we sign off on Fauna, I think... It's interesting you and I were talking that um, her dad mentioned that she was someone that would go out into the wilderness, correct, and like day hike and maybe sleep in her car. Yeah. So the fact that her car was found in such a remote area really wasn't that strange to her family, as you were saying. Um, But to me, what's weird is that she had that reservation at the Weasque Inn. Yeah. So maybe... She decided to do a day trip, and she parked her car, and like we mentioned last week, her car was found, they think, a month. It had been parked there for one month. Mm -hmm. It was locked. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just a big mystery. I, I, uh, you know, maybe maybe she, I don't know, would they have found her body, though? You said that they have searched extensively in those areas. Yeah, but it's, it's you know, I think finding the vehicle, I'm sure, probably really helped them to be able to focus. Cause, because before, they were, like, probably looking in various... So, for the first mm-hmm. month, they were probably looking in... Well, no, because she disappeared at the beginning of July, end of June, beginning of July. And I believe mm-hmm. they found her vehicle in September... And so, right? Is that right? Is that what I said last? I think. Yeah. So, but they believe the vehicle had been there for a month. Right. So, I, I don't know, Kim. It's <sighs> so bizarre. Maybe somebody else parked it there. Maybe, you know, the fact that she just never ended up at and had that reservation and just never ended up there for the next night is bizarre. So mm-hmm. you would think she went, maybe she went for a day hike. Maybe she bumped into somebody. Maybe she had a plan to meet somebody. Maybe she went out for a day hike and got hurt. But That's why, just so many I endless know, possibilities. So we're going to just keep so monitoring bad. this and talking about Perfect. this. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, we're going to get going. And before, you know, Christine talks about her cattle mutilations. <laughs> so excited, by the way. Um, 
I just, I was thinking about this subject because before, like throughout the week as we were researching it and sending messages back and forth and I hadn't thought about, you know, cattle mutilations in a long time, to be honest. And I think it's because, you know, extraterrestrials are something that I don't really want to believe in. But uh, so it's easy for me to poo-poo a lot of this stuff. But when I read about cattle mutilation and crop circles, I get sucked into it. And my only explanation is that they're extraterrestrial. <laughs> like I have no other explanation. So I'm very excited to hear about, you know, other maybe possibilities of what these things could be. I am someone that gets sucked into it. I think it's easier for me to get sucked into it because I'm living right by next to my dad. And, uh, you know, everybody know <laughs> if you haven't heard, I think it's our episode number eight. My dad is a believer and he talks about his experience. And so it's very easy to have these conversations with him. And, and he's a logical man, smart man. Mm -hmm. So we get going on these subjects and I really get sucked into it. Like on, um, on Thanksgiving? Yes. And <laughs> I just got to say, this is a funny little story. So I live, you know, right by next to my parents. And uh, everybody has their chore here at our little homestead, right? Uh, my mom calls our little homestead the little house on the prayer because she can't say prairie. So oh, she'll my be like, gosh, Kim. So she'll be like, our little house on the prayer. But so everybody has their chore on the little house on the prayer. And my dad's is taking out the garbage once a week, right? Mm -hmm. So which usually is on Thursday nights. And so a couple weeks ago on Thanksgiving, he took out the garbage and we were all in our turkey coma. And he comes through the door and he's like, guys, I see something weird out in the sky. Like That's what he says when he walks in. And so I jump up and get my shoes on, you know, I'm like, oh, God, I got to see this. And we go out there and I see what he's seeing. I mean, uh, I don't have my glasses on. I have to say that. And I can't far distance and at night is my issue with my eyes at this old age. So it seems to be like this star, but it's jumping all around. Right. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's jumping and coming back and. And he's like, what the hell is that? And we stand, we stand out there and watch it. And pretty soon my husband goes out there and, you know, I've mentioned my scientific husband. You really have to have the evidence for him to believe anything. So, yeah. So he's like, I, I see what you guys are seeing, but it is not moving. It's a star. If, if we're all looking at the same thing, it's not moving. And my daughter was out there with us and my dad and my daughter and I saw it moving. Like I did see it moving, right? Mm -hmm. And at some, at one point it looked like a line and not just a star. And Brian was like, you don't have your glasses on. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like you can't be the judge here. So anyway, he pointed his stupid, uh, app that tells you what's up in the sky or whatever yeah, and he that thinks so that it cool. yes he thinks it was some cluster of stars my dad stood out there forever thinking it was something else then finally i came in and i realized that i am someone that gets sucked up in these subjects like i totally was out there going 
what is that? You know, kind of egging it on almost. I think that's just my personality is kind of funny. But uh, needless to say, I think we kind of figured out that if it wasn't that cluster of stars or whatever, that it was probably a drone maybe like we lit but although it was night we our subdivision does back up to some fields and stuff so it makes sense if someone had a new drone or something and they were playing with it or i don't know so my dad doesn't think that it was an alien now he thinks it was a drone just to put that out there you can Drone stuff is kind of interesting, like where you can yeah. fly it, and there's like different different laws and things that you have to like get clearance. Like we can't just go out and fly a drone here. Oh, you have to get clearance sometimes for things like that. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, maybe there were people flying them around and they shouldn't have been or whatever. But yeah, I'm buying. Who knows? That it's an alien. I yeah. Think so <laughs> <laughs> then it's so funny because a couple days later. Uh, I was running out to the mailbox and I can kind of cut through their front yard to get to the mailbox. And I just ran out there really quick. My mail wasn't in there. And then I ran back and then he called me and he's like, something weird just happened. (laughs) I just saw this thing. I'm like, that was me. It wasn't a gray. Like, calm down. I know. Oh, I just love like make you know, it was so funny. And he's we like, need to oh. get Dan back on here. Can we get Dan, I know. Dan to record with us? For sure, okay. we got it. Has to be. It has to correlate with aliens. I think would be the best okay subject for him. But uh, we'll definitely get him back on here. It's so funny. Well, maybe he yeah. could do the grays for us because he did just see one. Hey, I don't know a lot about the grace because, like I said, I try not to read about this subject. I try not to think about it. It's just scary to me that maybe something more intelligent uh, than us comes down and, Mm -hmm. you know, has the ability to do this. So, yeah, I'm excited. Well, that kind of leads us into what we're talking about. Um, So, cattle mutilation that have occurred in... uh, different places in Oregon, but primarily like in central and eastern Oregon, where there is a lot of like open terrain and um, ranches, you know, cattle ranching going on, animal and cattle mutilations have been going on around the world and have been mm-hmm. reported for a long time. I, I didn't even realize they were really going on here, so I'm super excited to talk about it because it is just super strange. And I learned more than what um, I knew before. So we knew a little oh, bit. Good. I mean, you and I read and talked and watched Skinwalker Ranch, and so you kind of know. But I feel like I learned more through this research. Um, I have some really good, like, links. And these were all – this was all just from news reports. So I okay. have um, some links I'll post – on our Instagram or Facebook with different um, news reports if, if people want to go. But also I went to YouTube. There's a lot on YouTube as well uh, okay. with more news reports. So these were just news reports. This was, uh, you know, ranchers being interviewed, really. People that actually huh. came upon their animals and found them. And, and the way that they describe it is really, like, creepy, And this is why we're talking about it, because imagine you're on like your isolated ranch, right? Which is why a lot of these people love the ranching lifestyle, right? They love this isolation from 
um, city life, right? And the idea mm-hmm. of like open land and and having getting up on your horse and like going out to the water hole and I don't know finding your cattle and checking <laughs> on them. I don't know. I'm making a bunch of assumptions. And we yeah. were just talking about Yellowstone, the show with exactly. <laughs> I get all my ideas from TV shows I watch because I don't know a thing sure. about the ranching lifestyle. I just imagine. But right. um, so these ranchers and their their cowboys or their different um, workers are out and they come upon their animals and they describe these scenes as being like they'll almost do like double takes, right? Because they're like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, we find our animals dead. That's part of the natural cycle of life. But then when you see the way these animals have been left, it's freaking unexplainable and it's creepy. And the fact that mm. we're on Reddit, someone said, why aren't we talking more about this? Why mm-hmm. are we not paying more attention to this? And why aren't there cameras well, everywhere on the, well, I, these are remote areas out in the Very out. remote and isolated. Okay, so... Um, okay, so there couldn't you couldn't necessarily put up no, and even on Skinwalker cameras. Ranch, you know, we're talking about having the resources to be able to put trail cams out, and you know, we wondered that too. And even on Skinwalker Ranch, they are putting things out, and they're still not able to have good mm. tracking of what's happening. You know, in the in that show, they piece together like. You could see the cow, and then you saw the weird ship in the sky. Remember that mm-hmm. episode? And mm-hmm. you, then you saw the cow, like, lay down, and yeah, it was like it correlated with that thing they saw in the sky. Well, you know, the, literally the, the owners of these ranches are just coming up upon these animals, sometimes days, weeks, whatever, after, because we're talking about massive amounts of acreage anywhere from 80,000 acres to 140 acres of property. Hmm. So the time that it takes to travel the property and to check on your animals is a long time. And I don't know that all these animals get checked on. They don't every day. It's like, um, you know, you check the watering locations and you have your cowboys go out and check things, but we're talking heard about- the, Heard the cattle in. <laughs> Cue the cowboy music. Um, So what they're finding when they they come upon their cows, okay, this is is our description here. And this was again and again the same description in all of these news articles across the line, right? Now, I haven't done a lot of research in Europe. I haven't looked into how the mutilations are happening in other parts of the world, but this is again and again what is described. They find their animals looking deflated, which is what you said to Kim. Yes. Almost like they're crumbled. And it's like a crumbled, deflated carcass, okay? Sometimes, like a, like I read, it was like a balloon. Like it was just a deflated... Yeah, exactly. Balloon. And sometimes, on some of the photos, the animal was like bloated up also, but the most disturbing mm. ones were like the deflated looked mm. animal. Um, the, the animal had been drained of all of its blood. And in some cases, that's up to 11 gallons of blood. Okay. Hmm. Depending on the size of the animal. There is okay. also no blood anywhere. So there's no blood spilled, there's no blood in the location, there's no blood. 
Okay. Around the no carcass. No blood around the carcass. Huh. The removal of eyes, ears, lips, and tongue. Okay. What? The loss of internal organs with no point of entry. The uh, This is the weird part, too. You and I talked about the udders and genitals are cut out. The anal passage is cored out with surgical precision. The bodies are intact. Animals aren't scavenging the bodies either. That happened on Skinwalker Ranch. Remember that? Cow was left there and not, the animals were not eating it. Oh, so, other animals right. in the area wouldn't so I, go, go near it? So even after the cattle dies, no animal is going to it and like utilizing the corpse for anything. The yeah, because are... they know the aliens have touched it. Exactly. Like... So... Yeah. The body, there is no evidence of anything. They can't tell how the animal died. There's no poisoning, which I don't know. They must be taking samples to determine if it was poisoned or not. But they've even thought, like, did the animal eat a poisonous plant? No. Hmm. Okay. There's no sign of, like, strangulation. Um, how would you even strangle a cow? <laughs> like, I'm trying to picture that and you'd really have a hard time doing that I don't and know. why would you do that I think they're I'm sorry. I think they're thinking of ways to kill the cow that it would leave like no mark okay <laughs> because there's no Just, gunshot there's no it, it's like no blood they can't there's even determine no <laughs> so there's no blood okay sorry I'm trying not to okay so I described that these cattle are often like they're breeding animals the ones that are being killed right they're like um the one that we're going to focus on on one of the ranches um are purebred bulls and they at right before they were killed they were close to being worth six thousand dollars a piece okay they also weigh up to two thousand pounds so um, you know, when we talk about like these men who were out on these ranches in isolated places because they love it, right? Most of them probably mm-hmm. really like that isolation and being out. I mean, I personally could on- only handle that for so long and I would be scared probably out there by myself, but people like that. They're used to it. A lot of mm-hmm. times they're not carrying firearms with them. And then all of a sudden, they come up on this scene, right? And you start to question, like, who's out here with me? And if this thing can take down a 2,000-pound animal, it's going to have no problem, you know, taking down a a man, right? So Mm -hmm. these ranchers are talking about how now they're patrolling with their guns, some of them have families and have their families out there with them. And so like, they're thinking about their safety. Right. Hmm. Um, so we talked a little bit about where this is happening. Um, it's happening in isolated areas. Um, it takes sometimes days for these ranch hands to find these animals. Um, one ranch described how it literally takes an hour. It takes an hour to get into the animal, and that is with, like, a four-wheel drive vehicle, okay? Okay. So we're not 
you know, these locations are not easy to come on. And and to know that the animals are, are out there, I guess you could, like you said, if you were flying overhead or you knew something about the property, you could guess that there's, obviously you know that it's a working ranch. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, the Sylvie's Valley Ranch, this place seemed really cool. I, I looked it up. Um, it's in Seneca, mm. Oregon. It's the ranch that has about 140,000 acres. It's a working ranch, but it's also an elite destination. Oh. That we are going to go to. Awesome. It is a working ranch, and then it also has like four golf courses and all sorts of things a spa. We're going to go there and get our nails done. We're going to get a (laughs) pedicure. We're going to look for mutilated animals. I can't wait. Um, So Sylvie's Ranch has, I I believe this is back in 2019 when they found a total of five of their bulls. This is the the ranch that had the really nice bulls. Um, And yeah, it's it's interesting because they've kind of gone through the theories of like, you know, this place employs 75 people. It's a small mm. community, Seneca, Oregon. It's, it's like, you know, under or around 2,000 people. Very small community, kind of like how we talked about in the Rajneesh episode, right? Where mm-hmm. um, there's these communities that are ranching communities. Their um, economics rely on their ability to you know, take care of their steer and, and produce more steer and animals. And um, and you take down one of these bulls, it's not only $6,000 that the bull is worth, it's all of the animals that the bull could have produced. Oh, so wow. we're talking about, there. I, I don't even know a price that you could actually really put on that. Um, hmm. But also, like, what is the motive? Someone's going into Seneca, Oregon, and is like going onto this property with it, you know. So having it be, they've thought about like, is it an employee, and it or is it a townsperson? Doesn't okay. really make sense. Um. So let's talk about. Um, do you want to talk about? Who they think might be doing these mutilations yeah okay. I do because I like I said when I hear about this the only explanation is that it's extraterrestrial like I just I can't yeah so I want to hear other theories here okay like, so convince our first me it's not an theory alien, okay? of course sorry to interrupt Kim is UFOs like that is where you know our <laughs> yes <laughs> our creepy mind goes right it's like it's definitely a UFO because, um, and people really believe this, that people, I saw a news report where a couple reports, and they, I believe that they owned a ranch, they reported that they saw a steer being lifted up, like that, by, like, a UFO, and, like, okay, so the theory would be that the, the UFO picks them up and does, like, you know, (laughs) a surgical, autopsy-ish type thing and then just literally drops the steer back down into the ground from the aircraft I guess back onto the property again I don't know why they would return it to the property yeah no kidding maybe the the aliens are coming down and landing and like we just can't see them and they're they've got like their kits with them I don't really know um 
So people have believed that it's UFOs, it's scavengers, it's some sort of a criminal enterprise where they are able to sell the organs of these prized animals and maybe get money from them. I really didn't look into that hmm. a lot, but I did read one report where a lot of manufacturing plants, actually, you can access the animal parts for free. Oh. So why would you like go out onto property and and do all of this when you could get them from like manufacturing plants? Unless you're trying to specifically take down this ranch, you know. Is like, it somebody that has like issues with meat producing? Could be. I know. Is it PETA? That's what I was wondering. Maybe it's people who really are passionate about animal oh. rights. But then why would you do that to an animal? Yeah, that doesn't. I mean, the eyes and the tongue, and then they're doing some mean things. I don't. And that one that side, it looked like that. the animal, you could see the animal had, like, flailed a little bit, like the tracks Aww. in, I know. So the animal, unless mm. they are taking it down, which somebody suspected they're taking it down with some kind of a, like, tranquilizer first, but in other cases, they've reported they haven't found any marks of that on the animal. Oh. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, because you'd have a pin mark or so you'd yeah. have a injection how would they find mark. that though if they're i don't know okay so. secret government operatives that's a theory that's a, a theory that maybe the okay. government is in on this somehow i don't know why but the fact that they haven't like really investigated this and we're going to get into that in a little bit but Maybe there's some something going on and somehow the government maybe is covering it up or the government hmm. knows more and they're not saying it, just like with the UFOs. Um, mm -hmm. Occult rituals, this is a big one because back in like the 70s, you know, we had a lot of, in 80s, and a lot of talk about Satan and Mm. all of you know there's lots of rituals going on in the woods so maybe they were listening to metallica <laughs> they're listening and they chewing and biting the head off the bat like ozzy osbourne exactly. like, <laughs> uh, we shouldn't make light of it i mean that this is a I you know. know i think this is a real thing it is a real a thing, scary right? thing the, that's yeah um, very <laughs> you know on reddit someone said that people are you know in the wilderness and and it you know we maybe we just never find these types of mutilations in the wilderness when people are actually probably doing them out mm -hmm. you know to practice whatever sort of religious you know rituals that they're doing and maybe it's just because these ranchers are finding their animals that we are like oh look these rituals are happening but this person on reddit says that these rituals are happening in the wild. Like people are out doing, I guess, satanic rituals or rituals for their occult beliefs and we just don't find them or maybe we're finding them and we're just not talking about them and we're just talking about it on this ranch because it, it costs somebody actual mm. financial devastation or you know impact somebody's economics so now we're talking about it when in fact maybe these things are happening and we just don't talk about them i don't know okay christine so you're uh one <laughs> of the theories here yes. is 
that this is some kind of a cult happening and they're doing this to other animals in the wilderness that we don't know about other than cattle right yeah like it so, could be happening to other animals has there been any evidence of these other animals though i don't know maybe and there's then, other rituals happening i mean you hear about it we've always heard about how they'll you know maybe we've just seen it in movies how real is any of this that there are who rituals? knows and is it something that happened more in like the 70s and 80s when when we kind of were on that satanic panic thing where you know there were that was sort of what was talked about more um and and in the media that was kind of ha- you know so how much is it actually happening are sure. people really using animals in rituals still like I do you know I have no idea <laughs> I have no idea okay well uh. people think it's it's a possibility um also of course like I talked about there could be some kind of black market trading going on um and so what what we know across the line, this is what also has been reported across the line, what we know that it's not, okay? Now, mm-hmm. this is the people that are, like, investigating at the sheriff's offices, the actual people that are on the ground. This isn't like, um, you know, that I'll go into it later, what the, the government and the federal, like the FBI says, is happening this this is from the people on the ground that are actually like uh looking into it and investigating okay it's not bear it's not wolves it's not cougars it's not poisonous plants um it's not birds or scavengers these animals were not shot there and like i said before there were no signs of like strangulation (laughs) Yeah, I think we ruled out that it wasn't strangulation. Um, and it's, again, like other animals are not coming in and like scavenging the animal, which is really yeah. interesting because other animals are going to leave like evenly chewed marks and there's not much left of the animal. Like you can tell when other animals, and we've talked about this even with human bodies that are left out, you know, mm-hmm. animals use the parts of what's out there and they use it, they eat it, they use it for things. And these animals are just being left, which happened on Skinwalker Ranch, which was really creepy. Um, mm. So whatever that means, um, again, another thing, um, you know, one of the ranch hands came across this one of the carcasses and it just made me think of skinwalker ranch because this um you know these owners of these ranches are just talking about how creepy this is or coming upon it they've never felt the same again like it's always left them with like a weird feeling because there's Mm. no answers yeah be creepy want to be logical right these are logical people and one of the ranch hands who touched the carcass actually went home and like got sick that night and Uh. you know they're looking here's these logical people but these things are actually happening like one of the owners was talking about how 
the tag on the cattle said 1313 on it and it was like Friday the 13th when it happened or when they found the animal and Hmm. I think you start to look for links right because Mm -hmm. it's just so bizarre there aren't any answers Mm -hmm. um so as I talked about before um you know these are these mutilations have been um reported back so far back into like the 50s right but in the 70s it really took off uh yeah yeah and these have been reported these mutilations all over the united states you know from minnesota to uh like utah colorado new mexico and over washington state oregon yeah utah like i said utah weird but I watched a show on, you can look this up on uh, YouTube, it was Unexplained Files, which is from the Discovery Channel. Okay. And they were talking, this one specifically was titled Cattle, or the part of it was on Cattle muta- Mutilation. Um, and the guy on there who's like the leading expert on this, who's been studying the mutilations, he said that since 2000, 25 2,500 to 3,000 cases of mutilation have happened in South America. Hmm. So these mutilations are happening all over the world. And for whatever reason, they are not necessarily being talked about because a lot of people just think it's like a natural predator happening. And they're easily like sweeping it under the carpet. Uh, And so this guy is talking about how... uh, you know, they're actually, the numbers are actually pretty high. And in the 70s, um, the FBI got on board finally. There were some oh. senators out of New Mexico who were like, okay, we need some help here. There is something happening. It's just kind of like what happened in Skinwalker Ranch. The, you know, the state of Utah wants to know what's going on because they have a vested interest in the economics of their state. And Mm -hmm. if these um, strange things are happening, like on Skinwalker Ranch, and it's impacting their state, they need to know what's going on. And and people are interested. Lawmakers are interested. Obviously, laws, I was telling you this earlier, Kim, that there weren't a lot of laws protecting animals because none of this had actually, like, you know, they didn't even know what was really going on or what was happening to these animals. Um, and the sheriffs or the different people will come on the property and deem it a mutilation. Um, okay. And so at some point, they pass laws to, like, probably protect the owners of these properties, probably to protect the animals so that if somebody does get caught, they actually can be you know, tried for it, fined for it, whatever, sent to prison for it, because it is impacting the animals and the owners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so the FBI got on board, and they... they Sent Scully and Mulder? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, yes. So there is a 130-page report from the FBI that journalists have gotten a hold of and read mm. now, uh, basically, it sounds like a, a an investigation went on for about a year between 1979 and 80. And, okay. uh, you know, the FBI did their best to try to figure out what was going on. And um, 
ended up like closing the case. I believe this was in like the state of New Mexico. Uh, hmm. And they, there was reports in the FBI reports about mutilations happening between like Minnesota, like I said, Kansas, Washington state. So the FBI was doing everything it could to kind of figure out. It ran some tests on particles found on like the top of someone's truck after they claimed they saw a UFO. So there, hmm. there apparently is some pretty interesting stuff in this FBI file, which I'm not sure if we can get a hold of and read. Uh, but these hmm. journalists were reading it and reporting from it. And so unfortunately, nothing really came out of it. It was pr a pretty non-successful investigation. Uh, and, you know, basically just saying that they couldn't really find any answers. And often, like, the f on a federal level, people are, are basically just saying it's natural. It's predators. Okay. But there's no blood. I know. <laughs> so, um, it's been really dismissed by authorities, government authorities. And... I think that if it is a man, it, let's just say if we're going to be logical and, and move away from like the alien theory and we think it's uh, unorganized because I think it would be someone who's organized. Mm -hmm. Has to be. Right? This person is counting on the fact they're watching the animal, they're tracking, they're watching the, the cowboys on the ranch. They know something about the ranch, right? And, mm -hmm. and they, they have the right vehicles, they have the right equipment with them, uh, and they're counting on the fact that they're not going to be discovered. They're counting on the fact that the animal isn't going to be discovered, but, and that there will be no uh, quick examination by a vet for forensics. So the fact that these are isolated areas mm -hmm. makes that ideal. You know, a person can go out in the middle of the night in some kind of a vehicle, never be found, never be tracked, do what they need to do, probably even in the middle of the day, and, mm. and leave and have no... Um, there's no ramifications, and it's been going on since the 50s, Kim. I know. Okay, so back to, let's talk about that, though. Okay. Because we talked about when these animals are found, when the cattle is found in some areas, these are dusty areas, right? right? Or muddy areas, and there hasn't been any tire tracks or anything leading up. So if they... And, and to get this 2,000 pound cattle out, of, out and to precisely cut out and drain its blood and take its eyes out and do all the things to it, you and, and not to have any blood on the area, right? You would think that they would be moving the animal out of the area, performing whatever they're doing and then putting it back. But along with that, you would find a tire track. You would find some kind of but nothing right no no tire tracks no right. ever in these remote areas in some of these areas it would be very difficult for a vehicle to get to you could only get to it with uh 
you know, what four am wheel I drive. For? I mean, yes, that's what they were saying. Four-wheelers. Some of, I mean, these ranch hens are probably going out <laughs> maybe even on their horses. So I'm, of course, making um, stereotyping what I think they're doing <laughs> based on Yellowstone, the TV show. But Kevin Costner. Um, you know, you're right. It's so bizarre to me. Again, across the line, there is no evidence, Kim. And granted, mm. this is a, a large animal in a remote place. Weather is occurring. But across the line, they're talking about the terrain is dusty. You pick up every track out there stays there. And it, you can see tracks. And so it's bizarre that there, there were... Um, there was one ranch that did report that they found a boot print that they felt was associated with it. Okay. Mm. Um, and I wanted to tell you to kind of wrap up the cow mutilation section of our show today. Right. I wanted to talk to you about one of the reports that was like the strangest report um, that I thought. So this happened last summer. Okay. Oh my. In Fossil, Oregon, which... I never knew there was a town named Fossil here, so I, I hope I'm saying Fossil correct. No, I am. Um, but I've lived here. We lived here almost, you know, I lived here a good portion of my life, and there are towns I don't know how to pronounce. There are towns I never knew existed before we did this podcast. So Fossil, right. Oregon. Again, the rancher comes up and found, finds its female cow dead. The carcass is sitting upright, Kim. There is no, a photo. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't this even. is creepy. I'm so going to post this. <laughs> its legs to. are tucked underneath it. Okay? Unknown cause of death. Just sitting there. It's sitting there it's Indian just sitting style? There. Like, no. <laughs> crisscross applesauce is what it's doing? Are you it's just posed me? like a cow, like... It's not crisscross. It's not like meditating or anything. Just like, oh, I'm going to post the photo. It's it's so creepy because it's different than the other ones, right? Most of the cattle are found, like, obviously laying down. This cattle, this cow is sitting upright, like, okay, you know, like it's laying down. Like, it's just, but it's, po like, it's bizarre. And it's, it looks like, like it's maybe not even dead. It's creepy, oh. okay? This is the oh, location wait, though, going where back, they sorry. found... What? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, is it deflated? No. And this okay. is where they found the partial boot print about 100 yards away from the cow. Um, again, unknown cause of huh. death. Um, and it's just, it's just so bizarre. One of the... I think this was the the ranch where um, the owner had a friend who was like a tracker and they interviewed the tracker and they were just talking about uh, going onto the ranch and just he, this is his favorite thing to do. He, I believe was in the military and he just came on the ranch and was like helping his friend out trying to figure out what I know. And they can't find anything. That, that tracker, actually, they did find uh, the only other thing that I heard that was found was it looked like the person who did it had kneeled down, like had kneeled down around the animal so they could tell like maybe the, the knees of a person. So hmm. again, 
it's just bizarre. And like I said in the beginning, who has time for this? Like people, we are trying to live and take care of, I don't know, maybe people are using it for me and eating. I don't know, Kim. But it's the re, it's just, Why? it's the reproductive parts, it's right? Creepy. It's not. And yeah. I was also kind of thinking about the animal and like, how, and I know these owners probably are too, that, you know, it's, and maybe they're not, but, because these aren't their pets, but, like, just thinking about the, the humane or just the feeling or whatever, this is, like, an animal, and it's being hmm. hurt, and I want to believe that maybe it was, like, tranquilized first or whatever, but mm -hmm. somebody's hurting this animal and have been for a long time. And I, I think animals, I don't know. I think they're kind of precious and I feel really sad for these animals. I do too. When you said that they know that one kind of struggled, I was like, Oh, I know. that's horrible. I know. That's really, really, really creepy to think about. So even though it is a cow or whatever, and I eat meat. I so know, me too. I eat cow. I, I mean, I love it. I know, me too. Um, it, it is sad to think about. Really scary and just, I. it's sad for these ranchers and these farmers that this is their livelihood too. That is really scary to think about how you said it's the potential for so much more than just that one animal you know and they're they're hitting ranches that like the the one that is on 140 acres i mean that those bulls are i'm guessing for sure are insured but you've got these smaller ranches where you know you lose one of these cattle and and you're really feeling a hit from that and mm -hmm. so these people or aliens let's just say aliens who have no idea of our economics here they they really need to like think about the humans but no um <laughs> i mean yeah this is impacting people right this is impacting economics and and so i'm curious i'm just curious what is really happening? Kim? I don't know, but yeah. if anybody has a theory out there that maybe we haven't thrown out there about this subject, please email us, uh, DM us, you know, comment if, on one of our pictures. Let us know what you think. Yeah, if you've heard anything else or watched anything, I'm sure there's a lot out there. If you haven't watched Skinwalker Ranch, that was on the History Channel. And we had an episode where we talked about it. So go back and, and listen. And my dad us. loves it. Yeah. That would be one that we could bring Dan back and pick his brain. Bring Dan about. back. <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch. Bring Dan back. Yeah. Hot so. cows. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to move into our next little subject. I have just a little bit of information here on crop circles because, like we said before, crop circles and cattle mutilations kind of go hand in hand to me because they're both this phenomena that, you know, when you look at the information and the evidence, there really is no other explanation than this being extraterrestrial in nature but this could be done by someone. And, and again, if whoever these people are, if they are doing this, they have a lot of time on their hands because this know. is crazy what they do here. To I the, know. This. Yeah. So uh, um, 
I've always been fascinated with this, you know, subject. Uh, and I pulled a lot of information from the ICCRA website. It's actually the Independent Crop Circle Research Foundation. I know, okay. which they began as a small group of indi individuals in the Midwestern part of the USA. So it sounds like they've been uh, researching different crop circles throughout mm -hmm. the United States. And most interestingly, what I pulled from this website was uh, one that they discovered uh, in 1998 near Clackamas, Oregon or Clackamas County, it's in Hubbard, Oregon, and it's in Clackamas County, sorry. And um, they have reports of this happening in this area way back to 1964. Okay? So weird. So strange. Uh, but this particular one in 1998 uh, on Whiskey Hill in Hubbard, Oregon, uh, is actually, was actually one of the most visited crop circles in the USA, according no to this way. website. Yeah, very interesting. How do we not uh, know this, Kim? I don't know. Well, I mean, 1998, where was it? That was the year I got married. I was pretty, you know, self-involved. We were a little busy. <laughs> yeah, we were a little busy. The internet wasn't here yet, quite yet, True. was it? So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, on in this particular one, and like most of these formations, it was not visible from the road. Okay, uh, in this particular formation, and I'm talking about the one that they discovered in 98, was approximately 250 feet by 170 feet in size. So that's big. Mm -hmm. The largest circle was 39 feet. Uh, the formation of the circles were swirled counterclockwise, and there were pathways in kind of going around this area that were all consistently two feet in diameter. Hmm. So very precise measurements there. The formation appeared very close uh, to a major intersection with high tension power lines running through the field. Uh, <clears throat> so it's just really interesting uh, because when you go to this iccra.org, this website, it actually lists out there uh, all the different accounts from this area. And there's an actual, I pulled to somewhere off the internet, a field report from 2000. So since 98, there have been more crop circles. And there was an actual field report out there on the internet of uh, these researchers that went out there in 2000 talking about uh, this particular crop circle. The discovery date of this one was August 5th, 2000, and it was discovered by pilot Michael Salisbury of Portland. And according to Michael, he had flown over this area two weeks prior and nothing was in this area mm -hmm. so they know on this particular one it was fairly new mm -hmm. right so just a little description of this one it was 481 foot in diameter uh, made up of three 62 foot circles not touching each other the edge of each circle intersected at a scalloped edge indentation inward 
So, I mean, they can, they can look at these formations and see this elaborate indentation going on, which is interesting. The lay of uh, the land of, I guess it would be wheat, was all counterclockwise, mm -hmm. again, which is weird. Uh, there were no pathways uh, to the circle, so meaning nothing coming into the circle you could only see this visually from the air so, so you don't have kind you know a car pathway coming in to form this and even i don't know it's so weird uh so in this particular area the crop that it was done in was very mature mm -hmm. wheat so it made it it, it was very dry and brittle mm -hmm. But with that being said, the land had remnants of uh, cut off corn stalks from the previous year. And in spite of that land being dry and brittle, it wasn't broken off. It was more bent, mm. like something, the land, if that makes sense. Like something landed on it. Yeah, so kind of interesting. Another interesting aspect of this is uh, no wheat heads uh, no seeds from the wheat heads were spilled out so typically if you're you know disrupting a wheat field you're gonna have the seeds everywhere so there there no disturbance there there i thought that was interesting mm -hmm. uh it again it didn't appear like anyone else had walked on these areas there's no you know tracks footprints uh yeah, some of the pathways in this one were arching to the inside of the circle and swirling around. And on one other pathway, it was more of like a spray effect. So Weird. this one was found, again, in the around the same vicinity as the one in 1998. The one in 1998, you can go online and look at it. It looks like a musical note. It's actually really pretty looking, you yeah. know, like a weird design. Um, both formations appeared directly under power lines. So, so they don't know what's up with that. Uh, and so when these researchers went out there, they actually, the land was owned by, and I hope I'm saying this right, Amont Dairy Incorporated. Uh, and the owner is Doug Amont. And I mean, they actually have a phone number for Doug on the website and I thought about calling <laughs> Just, yeah so uh they actually went out to talk to him to gain permission right mm -hmm. after they discovered it from the air and um he was he had no idea it was there when oh they came because gosh. yeah he had no idea it there but he had he had definitely known of the other one from 1988 because with that one, a lot of media came in, I guess. And so a lot of disturbing, you know, people coming in and trying to investigate. So, but on this particular one in 2000, he had no idea it was there. And so at first he did not grant them permission because he stated that he really felt like this was man-made. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, someone was coming onto his property and doing it and no research needed to be really done. So the next day, these researchers went up in the air and to, re, you know, to get some aerial shots of it, and they just couldn't let it go. They ended up going back and asking permission, permission to uh, research it, and 
they actually got permission from Doug's brother, who was there at the time, let them onto the property and let them go research it. So, uh, you know, after explaining that this was not for media use, this was just for their personal research, you know, they were allowed onto the property. And also, uh, they were going to cut down this whole area in like two days. So they were like, have at it, whatever. We're going to cut it down anyway. So when they went there that day, it was about 85 degrees, so kind of a warmer day. Mm -hmm. uh, and it hadn't rained in some time. And they stayed about an hour measuring and researching this area. And they talk about how one of them uh, goes into this area and, all, and gets very sick and dizzy and, and can't even function almost to the point where they have to leave. Like, Weird. so one of the researchers, you know, which would be really hard because you've been trying to gain access to this crop circle for, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of days here. You finally have it and you get there and you can't move. But uh, they felt like they, their energy was zapped and they were gonna actually, it said that we were, I felt like I was actually gonna faint and uh, my coworker would have to deal with me at that point, so I wanted to get out there. So they went back to the car. The other researcher that came had started out the day with a back issue, and by the time he left the circle, his back felt great. Weird. So they don't know. They kind of were thinking that it was like some kind of uh, electric field magnetic field going on or you know something going on electrical wise for them to feel that and they uh, they felt like um, definitely because they knew this one was m at least two weeks old mm -hmm. that it was you know evident that some kind of electricity was you know was going on in this area i wonder if it was like radiation kind of like what Who happened knows? on skinwalker ranch could be um, so again with this, there were no spilling of the seeds, uh, weeds were growing, uh, but they were all pushed, you know, down in this clockwork, downward motion. The media never came in and reported this one. Uh, so with this report that I read, all they concluded with that all indications was this was an actual crop circle formation and not man-made. So, I don't know. I, it's strange to me that this is happening in Oregon, right? Yeah, uh, right in our back door. Uh, it's, it's really crazy to me. I think if, if you had the time, I mean, these are big areas we're talking about uh, where you would have to have or some kind of tool or something where, which I've seen that, you know, people try to uh, go in and debunk stuff and I've seen them like move the areas, but that takes a long time. And in some of this, these circles, there's like scalloped edges and, and weird stuff going on that they couldn't possibly do in, you know, an eight hour period of time. So, so I don't know. I know. And who can go in and like precisely, you know, mutilate a cow and get in and out and, and leave no evidence, right? And, um, you know, I think, I think what's interesting, what came to my mind too, Kim, was uh, you said 
the owner of the property is like, no, you know, I didn't even know it was there. I don't want anybody to know. I'm not trying to utilize this for any reason. I don't really care about it. I don't want to let you in to investigate. So at first I was like, maybe the person's doing it to get notoriety. And my Mm -hmm. mind went to like, are some of these ranchers, you know, the person who owns the resort and the ranch, are they doing it to get, and then I, of course... From what I read, a lot of the owners of these ranches believe that it's it's not paranormal. It's not an alien. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's men. They're coming in, and people are maliciously, you know, in the in the case of a crop circle, it could just be, I guess, for the fun of it to think What's to try to fun do about it. I don't know, but people are doing it. Like you said, people, you know, people yeah. are doing it. We know that people have faked them. But again, who has time? Who has the time? I mean, obviously, there are people out there that do it. Again, this is one that I don't want to think that some extraterrestrial being in their spaceship is landing down and bending the wheat. And, and then you think, why... I guess the only log- logical explanation that is why they would do it is I always thought it would be a way for them to communicate with each other through the air. Like they can see mm-hmm. the circle or whatever, and maybe that's a way they can communicate with each other. I don't, it, to me, that would be more plausible than them just putting, making art, you know, in on our land. So I think you're right. Or. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but also you have these open areas, right, that are not inhabited. There's not a lot of lights around. There, It's obviously isolated, just like on the ranches. Yeah. Like it kind of makes sense that these areas are more prone to, uh, I don't know, aliens coming in? <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. But I'm so glad that uh, Lainey suggested it this week for us and sent us the information you know on cattle mutilation and got us going because i mean definitely we'll have my dad back on and we'll pick his brain and figure out you know try to ask him what he thinks if anybody has any idea what they think a crop circle is please email us let us know i mean we're up to suggestions here i didn't Uh, like specifically list the different areas or the ranch names i know a lot of these people probably do not want people coming onto their property to look at things Mm -hmm. or investigate i know um that the ranch the sylvie's let me make sure i'm saying that correctly sylvie's valley ranch is offering at at the time that they um had this news article published, they were offering a $25,000 reward for any information. Um, Wow. And there are some different like cattlemen organizations in probably different states and stuff. I think they're in Oregon, there's one that's offering $1,000. So there are rewards out there for information. I'm sure if anybody knew anything, they could contact the sheriff's department located in each one of these counties because per each story there were sheriff departments investigating it so uh that's where the tips would go they're still investigating these cases 
uh, and still actively identify them as mutilations. And and I think it's interesting that there is reward money out there. Mm-hmm. So it's creepy, Kim. It's, it's creepy. creepy. I'm really glad we covered it this week. Uh, it was fun to just think about it. And uh, we talked about not doing such a Happy. twisted, crazy Christmas episode like we had planned <laughs> but uh this is this was all you know we gotta keep it creepy somehow you know yeah. so this stuff. was definitely creepy it's good stuff good stuff so again thank you for our listener for suggesting it if you have any other suggestions let us know uh we're always here and i can't wait until we talk again i can't wait for next week's all right dear i'll okay, catch you later fun. love you okay love you too